0: Well, hey, hey, friends! Welcome to uh, level 184 of Laugh It Up Fuzzball, and hopefully, all of this uh, unprecedented quarantine time is is doing you okay. That you're doing okay, all is well on Wookiee side. but the family's good, uh, other than uh, just some some regular stuff. Uh, sorry this this episode's getting out to you a little bit late. Uh, probably TMI, but the Wookiee has kidney stones, and man it sucks and uh long and short is uh there were a couple nights i wanted to record and just didn't feel up to it so doing it tonight even though not much better but i want to get an episode up to you full full admission with all this uh quarantine stuff i did not think that there actually uh would be a lot of geek news to talk about but surprise surprise i actually did find a handful of stuff stuff from uh laugh at a Fuzzballs facebook group and uh, other things So we'll start off just with a shout out to uh, my friends Ryan and Trina and the Carry On Couple Podcast If you're looking for a podcast talking about all sorts of travel stuff, do it And of course with everything with uh, COVID-19 You'd think there's there's no way they could be talking about travel But they actually uh, they did a really good episode about uh, things to think about You know, with everything going on in travel And then uh, they did uh, an episode with a, a friend who had some travel cancelled Because of the coronavirus stuff And then uh, they have a, an episode called Onwards uh, which is about their own travel adventures in the missis which I actually haven't listened to yet but they every monday they have an episode coming up and shout out to Ryan and Trina and the Carry on couple podcast official sponsors of laugh it up fuzzball but well, we'll just get into the news. Don't know how long an episode this will be, but there's stuff to talk about. So we'll start with the Fantabulous Fuzzballs Focus, which is where I take whatever news gets put up on the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs page and share it with all of you. And of course, Danny is our official news correspondent, although he didn't throw up that much stuff. You'd think he'd have a bit more time, but he threw a couple things, uh some news about GameStop apparently closed uh, stores due to quarantines and apparently is not going to pay employees which is not the best look and uh, a lot of people are saying that gamestop probably won't uh, won't survive this closure and everything and who knows but uh, you know if you're a big gamer you, some you got to vote with your wallet and see if you decide there's plenty of uh, other employers that have found ways to pay their employees i think uh, i've heard disneyland's paying their employees and universal's paying their employees and uh, of course, there's other people working. Hats off to all the first responders and nurses. My lovely Heather is a nurse, and she—not all heroes wear capes. She, um, she's the real hero. Although I did recently get her a really great—it's a Superman t-shirt. Although instead of the S, it says R in it, and she really liked it when I gave it to her, and I thought that was neat because uh, she is the real hero of the podcast. But uh, GameStop, not so much. Danny also posted. Hasbro has released some full episodes of G.I. Joe on YouTube. So if you want to get your nostalgia fix on and go on YouTube and see some old G.I. Joe uh, uh, shows, there's, I think, three, five-part arcs, so 15 episodes of YoJo goodness that you can find on YouTube. Uh, Mike posted up a Reddit video, which combined uh, uh, Kylo Ren from The Rise of Skywalker and General Grievous, which is really funny. You should go on Laugh It Up Fuzzballs and check that out. Uh, Kyle, of course, posted one of the biggest things is just the r- rumor of Sabine Wren joining Mandalorian season two. Uh, this news, of course, comes on top of uh, the uh, Ahsoka Tano stuff. So everybody's like, "What? What? What?" Now this isn't this isn't confirmed. This isn't like the Ahsoka Tano news. This is just a rumor. But I, I could totally see if, if uh is going to be in there, Sabine Wren, because anybody who watched Rebels knows at the end they have a mission of their own that they're on. So maybe the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda are going to come across them. Maybe they'll be in the unknown regions. Maybe not. We shall see. But uh we'll see when Mando comes out in fall. Really really good news. Uh Dan, this is not Danny or Blue or my buddy historian Dan. This is another Dan. Welcome to the Fuzzball's Madness. Uh, And welcome to the group posted some Pokemon cards showing off different moods of someone's girlfriend I do not know much about Pokemon cards or Pokemon really, but uh, some of these made me smile. They were they were cute It was always like when people share some of the stuff that's not news and it's just the funnies Uh, Corey posted Ryan Reynolds in talks for the rights to do a live-action dragon slayer movie Uh, This comes from The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, The rights apparently are going to go to Netflix. Uh, Dan and Kevin Hageman, who are the writers of the Lego movie, are apparently going to write the script. And uh, here we go with Dirk the Daring fighting Singe and Mordrock. And I know I got crazy nostalgic when this game from the 80s showed up in Stranger Things. So why not make a live action something that could be a lot of fun? Uh, Corey also posted uh, how to bake the egg sandwich from Birds of Prey I did not see Birds of Prey but I will agree that sandwich looks delicious and uh, it was cool it was like a little tutorial of how to make a delicious egg sandwich so you can check that out if you want to uh, Brandon posted a video of some broski in his living room showing off different Jedi fighting stances <laughs> okay cool uh, why not Uh, My buddy Jack posted a Spider-Man 3 joke with a meme from Hawkeye and Endgame. I do not know the context of this joke, but thanks for sharing, question mark. And then I posted a couple things on Laugh at Up Fuzzballs. Uh, The Obi-Wan deepfake video. Some guy took Ewan McGregor's face and put it on top of Alec Guinness in A New Hope. And it's wonderful. And it's amazing how much, you know, we've said that, you know, we could see Ewan McGregor aging up to Alec Guinness. But this really, wow. Wow. And it has been really excited for the obi-wan series who knows when we'll be getting kenobi but uh, really really cool i also posted about star wars episode one racer uh a game that a lot of people loved back in the day is apparently coming to nintendo switch and ps4 they are currently working on it and that is good news and then just because i i think the laughter is the best medicine although laughter will not <laughs> will not cure any of your uh, woes with everything that's going on with the current current uh quarantine but uh, the Yoda bad lip reading my stick, <laughs> it's so hilarious. Even if you did not like The Last Jedi, I challenge you to not enjoy this. Complete with callbacks to the hilarious seagull stop it now video. Oh, it's just really, really good. I watched it several times and just smiled and enjoyed myself. But that's uh, all the news from uh, from Laugh It Up Fuzzballs, the fantabulous fuzzball focus, the plug, plug, plug for the Facebook group. But if you're listening and you're not a part of that Facebook group, if you do the Book of Faces, just join uh, it is a close group but you type in laugh at a fuzzball as it pops up you ask to join we say yes and and then you get to enjoy and share whatever you will but there's some other news there's let the wookiee win which is where i talk about star wars news uh you know right now there's there's all the question marks about social distancing and just i'm participating in it i just think uh you know, if if you're if your work's closed and they're saying stay home, then why not? You're not you're not hurting anything and you could be saving lives by staying home. In fact I do believe you're saving lives. But you know, be like Master Yoda and be like him at the end of episode three. Till the time is right. Disappear we will. And then uh and then you'll appear and uh and, and then you'll you'll save the galaxy. <laughs> but yeah, until the time is right, we should all disappear. Yeah, just uh, just do our own thing and we can enjoy. Uh, games and everybody's playing some Animal Crossing game that I don't know anything about. And then there's podcast and and lots of lots of catching up you can do, which will make more sense as we continue with this episode. Uh, another Star Wars news: Alec Guinness's granddaughter had a cameo apparently in The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, she's a, one of the First Order in an early scene after Kylo fixes his mask. Cool stuff. I think that's really neat that they uh, Sir Alec Guinness uh, got his granddaughter got to be in Star Wars. It's a neat little legacy. Uh, Speaking of that divisive movie, Greg Grunberg, yes, Snap Wexley, who is a childhood friend of J.J. Abrams, that's why he's been in everything that J.J.'s ever done, uh, came out to tell folks that he does not think that there is a J.J. cut of the movie. Uh, He also sort of debunked the J.J. bowing to pressure from executives news. Take, Take from that what you will, but basically it just means that we need to take the movie that we got, the Rise of Skywalker that we got, and make our opinions about it and then move on in whatever form we choose to. Uh, there was I saw news of the US Army stenciled the the word Baby Yoda on the barrel of a gun on a M1 Abrams tank. I <laughs> said ready to roll or ready to deploy. And oh hopefully the good news is that the enemy should not be getting close enough to the Abrams tank to actually see that it's Baby Yoda shooting them, but I was just like, ooh, I'm I'm not quite sure that uh that is in the spirit of Baby Yoda. But, uh, you know, lots of people like uh, like that, that small alien that is of the same species as Yoda. And uh, apparently people that drive tanks in the army are one of them. There was another funny article. I saw this saying is Kira Knightley. They, they asked her about episode one. She was interviewed for Total Film Magazine about her appearance as Padme Amidala. I think uh, the decoy's name was Sabe, if I remember right. But uh, this is is what she had to say. (laughs) She said, quote, I mean, I was 12. I literally don't remember. I remember the headdress being so heavy it gave me a headache. I really remember the headache from one of the headdresses and I remember being in the background for such a long time that I'd actually fallen asleep. I'm just sitting in a chair and I was in the background, but I couldn't keep my eyes open. I really remember that, but apart from that, I don't remember anything else about it. But then she also was uh, was asked about some of her memories from the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie and she really didn't have a lot of memories of that other than they had more freedom before it became a big you know, blockbuster success. But um, if you did not know, yes, Keira Knightley was uh was one of Padme Amidala's decoys and uh there you have it take take from that what you will but I I think that's sort of cool you know not a lot of people realize that uh Keira Knightley was in the movie and um I think uh I think it's really cool and it, you know if it, if it makes you uh makes you wonder like oh my goodness I never never really thought that you know Karen Knightley looked looks so much like Natalie Portman but uh, eh, not, not really but uh, I guess there's some bone structure similarities uh, but there you go um, Sam Witwer he of the voice of Maul and many other Star Wars voices including some Stormtrooper voices in the in the sequel movies says that the Siege of Mandalore for Clone Wars is going to be epic and is the best Star Wars script that he's ever read he also teased Floney, maybe wanting to fill out some of Maul's story between Solo and Rebels Uh, basically from what I was seeing in the interview that he had, he was talking about the Bad Batch, which was the first four episodes of Clone Wars Season 7, with some stuff that they'd already done and they just wanted to finish it. And then the current uh, arc that's going on with Ahsoka, they have two of the four episodes, 50% old stuff with some new stuff. And then all the Siege of Mandalore is going to be... Uh, all new stuff and basically show off everything that the Clone Wars team has learned while doing the show and it's just going to be amazing and wonderful and make you think of Star Wars in different ways and I really hope that's true in some casting news, Michael Bean was added to the cast list of Mando Season 2 as a bounty hunter. If you do not know who that is, he's in a lot of James Cameron flicks. Uh, but welcome to the world, Michael Bean. He played Kyle Reese, Corporal Dwayne Hicks, and Lieutenant Coffey in The Terminator, Aliens, and The Abyss, respectively. So, no, James Cameron is not directing an episode of The Mandalorian. But Michael Bean gets to be in there as a bounty hunter, and I think that's cool news. Why not? Uh, Bilber was also announced as being back as Mayfield, so hopefully that means more for the gang of co- characters from uh, his episode. I believe that was episode six of season one. Uh, Neil Scanlan, who does a lot of the did a lot of the creature effects for the sequels, uh, is working on creatures for the Cash and Andor series, and says it means uh, he's going to be able to use builds that were either cut or shown very briefly in those movies. So that means creatures. I don't want to say creatures galore, but that means some really cool creatures in Neil Scanlon's Creature Shop working on Andor, and I think that's exciting news. And then also we got a, a director confirmation for Mando Season 2, Robert Rodriguez confirmed as a director for one of the episodes of mando season two so that is right the director of once upon a time in mexico dust till dawn sin city alita battle angel machete kills the faculty and spy kids is uh, going to be doing uh, technology related violence i assume in the world of star wars <laughs> so there's some star wars news for you on flavor of the geek which is where i round up all the other geeky flavors to talk about you know of course this healthy glass of quarantine has led to lots of boredom. I mean, I actually did one of those celebrity face match things. (laughs) Wowie wow, was I a bit surprised when it had me as a 98% face match with Adris Elba uh, I'd say it was because my Facebook photo was in black and white but then my kid did it and uh, they got the same results uh, it also matched me to Michael B. Jordan Donald Glover and Chad Boseman. so basically I'm a lookalike for every dope black superhero sci-fi star there is uh, I can only dream of being as good looking as any of those men but I did find it funny uh, and I know basically those face matchings are just designed to be an opiate for the masses and make people feel good about themselves. But I got a kick out of this algorithm, having a sense of humor and not realizing that I'm a white wookie. Uh, there's lots of crappy news in the world. And this this next one, I'm sorry, it is sort of bummer. Diamond Comics Distributors has announced they're going to temporarily stop delivering new comic books uh, this news does make me worry for the small shops who make their bucks month to month. I know it probably is really hard with a lot of them being closed, but if they still have stock, they can at least do like online sales. But uh, apparently, they're not going to have anything new to sell. I, I saw what happened to one of my local shops when they had uh, some of their product destroyed by a flood mishap. It meant that they had two shops and they had to close the one that I frequented. Uh, it is one of the reasons I haven't read any new comic books in a while. Uh, Because of this news, IDW Comics has already pushed back releases in light of it. Uh, Hopefully printed media can survive this, and it doesn't just go to digital, but... You know, we'll just roll with the punches. Uh, It may not be a bad idea to switch to digital uh, or make a habit of just buying trades, but boo to this. And before I get too bummed out, I'll just switch to a happier story. Uh, However you may feel about Josh Gad, he of the voice of Olaf and also an amazing character in a show I'll talk about later, he's reading children's books every night for a... for for kids and uh, yeah if you're looking for other there's other fun stuff like a cut song from Hamilton that Lin-Manuel Miranda threw up online so yeah but Josh Gad if you uh, if you want to hear the voice of Olaf read some kids books he read The Giving Tree is one of the books there you go uh you may not have seen the news or maybe you did but Gal Gadot got together some friends to sing Imagine and uh, people have ripped into her for privilege and not getting things. Uh, Joe Rogan is one of the people that ripped into her, saying it wasn't cool to sing about it. "Imagine." There's no heaven. Uh, it is. I watched it. It's awkward bathroom selfies, and but I mean, points to famous people stuck at home, trying at least trying to like make people smile or feel better. It's worth a watch just to see how pretty Gal Gadot is without a ton of makeup. You know, really, f Joe Rogan hey i mean i mean they tried maybe it's off base uh but then i watched uh, you know alton john had an entire uh a movie special tonight i'm recording this sunday night and uh there was a there was a like icu doctor singing imagine as well and i was like oh okay well i guess he gets away with it because he's on the front line right but uh yeah it's just one of those songs that uh it does bring people together and speaking of gal gadot if you did not hear wonder woman 1984 is delayed and pushed back to august 14th uh so you know it's not coming out in June but that is that is sort of interesting because if they're actually uh you know putting putting a date down that that basically means that uh that they're pretty confident you know that the everything might be back to normal by August and I'm why I'm not a prognosticator I'm not an epidemiologist I am not an immunologist I'm not an enneologist I'm a wookieologist <laughs> but uh but hopefully, yeah, August 14th, hopefully the world will be back to normal by then. I mean, it's the end of March now, so we've got a couple months. Uh, that's several months before the, you know, May, April, May, June, July. So they're allowing like four and a half months to go by before the movie comes out. And hopefully by that time, we are back to normal. Uh, Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins also did talk about dodging the bullet that was Thor The Dark World. I'll just uh, read her quote she said i did not believe that i could make a good movie out of the script that they were planning on doing i think it would have been a huge deal it would have looked like it was my fault it would have looked like oh my god that woman directed it and she missed all these things that was the one time in my career where i really felt like do this with another director and it's not going to be a big deal maybe they'll understand it and love it more than i do You can't do movies you don't believe in the only reason to do it would be to prove to people that i could but it wouldn't have proved anything if i didn't succeed i don't think that i would have gotten another chance and so i'm super grateful uh but she did say that she was she thought it was a big deal that uh, marvel was giving her a chance in the first place when it wasn't invoked that women directors should go on to praise taika watiti's film uh, you know, I have to say it, Ragnarok, which means I have to <laughs> have to watch it. But unpopular opinion, I actually don't hate Thor: The Dark World like others. I definitely rank it above Iron Man 2 and 3 and Norton's Hulk movie. Uh, but I'm okay being on Wookiee Island, enjoying my Thor Thor movies. I, I don't think that movie's is as bad as everybody says it is. But that's my opinion. Uh, you get you get that whole Thor Loki relationship, which does pay off in Ragnarok. And yes, I realize I'm gonna have to watch it. Uh, another corona news Sebastian Stan that's right, the winter soldier himself went on an f bomb rant about people going outside. Uh, you can watch it yourself, but highlights include him maybe having imaginary friends trying to season chicken with mustard and him yelling, "What's a six pack mean anyway? Nobody's kind of f and see it uh, I mean his new fake friend might be named Joseph, so you know I thought that was great uh, i don't I didn't know that I was Sebastian Stan's imaginary friend, but I'm okay with it. Another news, Disney Plus officially is in Europe now, minus France, because with everything going on, they did ask them to delay, so I guess in April sometime is when the French <laughs> are going to get us some Disney Plus, uh, but they are doing, there's a lot of the streaming services, you may not realize they're streaming 25% less bandwidth just to help because everybody's at home streaming, uh, so you may think your quality's down, but that's just so things won't uh, Shut down. According to some release stats, on the first day they had 5 million downloads. Uh, that's added on to the 25 million in the US, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand that Disney Plus already had. What this means um, is uh, me and Danny can finally spoil The Mandalorian, so stay tuned for a future episode. I was waiting to, uh, to have a Mandalorian spoiler talk until everybody got a chance to see it. And now that everybody has Disney Plus, uh, that means we don't have to delay as long. So we may actually have a, uh, a plan to do a social distancing uh, spoiler review of The Mandalorian in the very near future. Uh, other Disney Plus news, they did a survey asking viewers if they'd like more mature content like Buffy and Firefly. Also on the list was Modern Family, How I Met Your Mother, and Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, this is good news. It means maybe we're going to get a little bit more adult content on Disney+, Plus, especially because they want to beef it up with everybody at home watching. But really, Firefly, Buffy, Modern Family, How I Met Your Mother, Malcolm in the Middle. Yes, there's some adult content, but none none of it's crazy. And it's right on par with getting to see some of the Marvel movies in some ways. So, hey, that might mean uh, some of that really good Fox stuff that Disney snatched up when they bought them is, uh, is finally going to be there. Uh, if you are looking... For comics to read, there's a digital comic you can check out. You can check out IDW and Dark Horse's Transformers versus The Terminator. It dropped March 25th. Uh, and even though physical books aren't being made, uh, all four issues should come out through June or July. And I did check the first issue is available on Comicsology. if you are so inclined. That's something I like. <laughs> Terminator, Transformers, that sounds great. Uh, and other things that sound great, there's a Jaws musical coming to the world in 2021 in New Jersey, Bruce the Musical will be at the Paper Mill Playhouse from June 9th to July 4th, 2021. It is based on the 1975 memoir by Carl Gottlieb called The Jaws Log. Basically, Spielberg and his crew uh, singing about a beleaguered production for a movie about a giant shark, uh, presumably proving that despite adversity, good things can happen or wonderful blockbusters can be made. <laughs> and I don't know. It's just a Jaws musical sounds fun uh there were set photos for the shang chi movie uh they show a new mystery character and it is lovely since no one has any clue who the mystery assassin in the helicopter is i'm just excited that the film was shooting although i don't know if they were able to finish everything before all this craziness but we will find out more for certain before this movie comes out hopefully february 12th of next year Uh, if you did not see there is another DCW show out there in the world, Stargirl. A lot of those DCW shows are pushed back, but Stargirl is going to be coming our way uh, May. So, and presumably they, they filmed a bunch of episodes. So, May 12th, we're gonna hit Star Girl. So there is more superhero goodness to come. What else? Ah, Blues list of top three underrated superhero movies. Uh, I think that's something, actually, that I might save for another day. But we may have a, a top underrated superhero movies list in the future. If you have any ideas for that, uh, feel free to chime in. And uh, I guess this will be a good place for me to, uh, to just, man, that's just bored. I've, I've seen a lot of movies, uh, watching the baby and like being at home. I, I rewatched Unbreakable it's still a really freaking good movie I'll just give Blue's List the top it. he said League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Hancock and Unbreakable I've not seen the top two but uh man I just I just messed up that idea I was going to use it for later but yeah but speaking of Unbreakable I watched it and it's, it's still a good movie uh yeah I, I really enjoyed it with Sam Jackson and Bruce Willis and um M. Night Shyamalan you know sneaking a superhero movie into everybody and it, it was good and I still enjoyed it. I watched the 2019 of the Mummy movie. Man, that movie was just as bad as everybody said it was going to be. Uh although there were some good, you know, Tom Cruise and uh Mr. Hyde fighting uh and I don't I don't, I don't know what was going on in that movie, but it was I don't that's something I wouldn't see. I saw Tolkien, I think I saw that through HBO or Showtime. Uh, that movie was actually pretty enjoyable, but if you're looking for Lord of the Rings stuff, it's not there. It's just all about all about the uh, the man who fought in World War One. But uh, it was it was enjoyable, and uh, the actor who played Beast in the in the new X Men movies uh, played the the main character of Tolkien. I think uh, he did a pretty good job, and they they do show some of the uh, some of the awfulness of of World War 1 it doesn't doesn't get too too crazy in there but uh Nicholas Holt was really good as as Tolkien and uh and Colmini actually I like him as an actor was in there as a as a as the priest who adopts Stops Tolkien, but uh, yeah, but it was a it was a good flick. I I enjoyed it. Also saw Jane Silent Bob reboot. Oh, I think I think I just need to talk about that movie with Danny. Maybe when we do our Mandalorian spoil, but it's uh, available on Amazon Prime. I don't know for how much longer, but check it out. It's it's good. It was a really good movie. I've already watched it twice, and I really liked it. I rewatched Venom. <laughs> that movie's still stupid fun. Has no business being as good as uh as it is but uh yeah it's it's available a lot of these are on on movie channels uh but yeah i like that i think i saw that one on stars uh but yeah well, <laughs> it's it's just silly uh they actually was uh, a bit of it was on and heather was just like what the heck it's when uh venom is talking talking to a uh, old oh, beautiful face i can't uh, i can't forget think of his name uh oh what's uh what's his noodle he was he was in the Mad Max movie. Oh, I'm having having my own Wayne Zylinski moment here, thinking uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, uh, but Michelle Williams is good in it, and Riz Ahmed was good in it, and uh, it was a good film. It's a it's a good flick. It's worth watching. What else? Uh, saw Dark Phoenix again, <laughs> and it uh yeah, it's still not a good movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just uh, it was worth watching again because it was free, but. Uh, yeah it's it's just yeah it's it's good that it's over and we'll see someday if disney does the the x-men right when they finally decide to do it i rewatched big trouble in little china oh man kurt russell and ah, that movie's just good I, I could highly recommend going back and enjoying big trouble in little china i watched ghost rider spirit of vengeance holy hell uh, that movie, the best part about that movie is that instead of it just saying Marvel, it said Marvel Knights at the beginning, Idris Elba is in it, and Nick Cage, and <laughs> wow, it's just, uh, it's a hot mess of, of Ghost ness but, uh, you know, it's a movie, and it happened, and, uh, and someday maybe we'll see another another version of Ghost Rider. Maybe a lot of people are like Keanu Reeves as Ghost Rider. I don't know. Uh, Gabriel Luna was really good as Ghost Rider in the Agents of Shield. And Nick Cage, he he certainly tried. I rewatched Spider Man Far From Home. Yeah, it's it, I don't I don't I liked it more when I saw it in the theaters. It's okay, you know. I don't think it's a horrible movie, but. It's just not my favorite thing in the entire world, but it it's it's a it's a European road trip with Spider-Man and you know, it exists. I rewatched The Dark Tower. Oh man, another Idris Elba and uh, I may 98% look like him, but man, that just depressed me. There's there's so much they did a really good job with the Tahin. I actually enjoyed some of the stuff with the Breakers. But uh, ultimately, and, you know, Roland Deschain, Adrian Elba brought everything to it, but uh, they just, they did Jake wrong, and they changed the story so much, and they, it was like somebody that had a cursory knowledge of, of the seven books, just put a couple things in there, and it had so much potential, but ultimately it just isn't that great. It's, I'll probably watch it again, though, it's not the worst thing, it's just, uh, if you really love The Dark Tower like I do. It's not. What is good? I watched Coco. Oh, my God. That movie is is the best freaking thing ever. Watch Coco and cry. It's lovely. I, uh, I rewatched Cars 3, which is a much better movie than people give credit to. Uh, I really I really enjoy that movie. I thought it was fun. I don't know that it's as good as the first Cars, but, man, uh, with Jackson Storm and... And and with Lightning McQueen and uh, Cruz Ramirez, and then uh, there's um, some uh, some demolition derby stuff in there. There's there's regular racing, there's dirt racing, and uh, it's a it's a good story about representation, about giving people a chance, and about about you know living in a world where not everybody looks like you. And uh, I thought it was I think it's good. I watched the Happy Time Murders. I actually found that uh through one of the the movie channels that we have for our cable wow that movie was off piece and wild uh definitely uh puppets being more adult and uh there there were some funny moments but i didn't laugh as much as i hoped i would and uh yeah it's almost a movie that i feel like i need to watch again but uh, it was okay. It was fine. Uh, yesterday, the movie where uh, the guy gets in an accident and wakes up and nobody knows who the Beatles are, and then he becomes famous using the Beatles music. It, it, was, it was enjoyable. It was a love story. It was about 45 minutes too long. <laughs> but uh, it was it was, a, it was an enjoyable movie. That's a movie I definitely recommend. Hobbs and Shaw, I watched that, or I should say I watched uh, about 75-80% of the movie before I turned it off, because uh, it, it just big blockbuster popcorn fun and I, I i just haven't watched any of the fast and furious movies and i don't have any connection to it i watched the 2003 peter pan movie man i love that movie it is so freaking good they they do peter pan so incredibly well and uh i think it's jeffrey isaacs plays uh plays captain hook and and there's wendy and peter and and john and michael and the crocodile and tiger lily and the lost boys and it it's, it was just a really really good movie they did a good job when peter pan crows i'm crowing right along right alongside there uh jason isaacs is actually who played captain hook but uh you know it, it just was a really really freaking good movie and i highly recommend it i forget which one of the movie channels i watched it on but uh I, I i endorse it big time i watched the lego movie 2 again with uh with my five-year-old um yeah yeah okay it's it's not as good as the first lego movie uh but there are some good lessons in there and and tag guy seemed to like it so why not then i i watched most of how to train your dragon 2 uh that's actually a movie that i hadn't hadn't uh, seen but it was good i enjoyed what i saw i did have to turn it off early because tag guy said it was scary and he didn't want to watch it anymore so uh that's a movie i actually want to go back and and watch the entirety of it because i enjoyed it i enjoyed that first how to train your dragon and uh and i'll tell blue when i when i see him when i talk to him i actually enjoyed the second what i saw of the second how to train your dragon so as you can see lots of movies and uh i'm curious what y'all have been watching and if you've changed any opinions of that unbreakable yes the mummy no tolkien yeah sure jane silent bob reboot absolutely venom give it a chance if you haven't seen it dark phoenix don't waste your time big trouble in little china heck yeah ghostwriter spirit of vengeance if you want a bad movie to laugh at sure Spider-Man: far from home a lot of people love it uh if you haven't seen it watch it uh, the Dark Tower, I'd probably say pass. Coco, watch it. Cars 3, give it a chance. Happy Time Murders, probably not. Yesterday, it was good. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw, if you like that thing, but I say no. Peter Pan from 2003, absolutely. Lego Movie 2, eh, if you want to. And How to Train Your Dragon 2, absolutely. So like 50-50. Lots of good movies. And if uh, this uh, quarantine time keeps on going, then I will definitely, definitely be... Uh, be talking about the different movies that i've seen because uh, what what else what else are we going to talk about but we'll uh, we'll finish up here just with the small screen star wars sci-fi superhero synopsis uh legends of tomorrow season five i watched episode six and episode seven so legends of tomorrow it's just a fun silly show but it sort of bummed me out because these two episodes do do mark the end of brandon routh uh in the show this was uh let's see it was Mr. Parker's cul-de-sac which was episode six and then Romeo v. Juliet Dawn of Justness episode seven um so they're 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 doing some interesting stuff the Mr. Parker's cul-de-sac of course was a a little bit a tip of the hat to to Mr. Rogers neighborhood uh and and essentially had to do with a, a marriage between two characters the return of Damian Dark uh and everything going on in uh Constantine's uh, House of Shadows, I don't, I don't know the actual terminology right here off the top of my head, but, uh, you know, it, it, it was good, it, it, had some funny thing, Damian Dirk was a little weird in it, uh, and then Romeo v. Juliet, Donna Justness, all based on William Shakespeare, but, uh, you know, it was basically just, uh, Brandon Ralph's big, uh, Ray Palmer's big going away, and, uh, I think episode seven was better than episode six, I liked, uh, a lot of the William Shakespeare stuff I like him being inspired and making his own like MCU play so ultimately I thought I thought it was pretty good uh you know I don't know the legends that tomorrow this this season has been as good as it was in previous seasons but c'est la vie uh Supergirl season 5 episodes 13 14 15 and 16 holy moly a lot of episodes it's a super life was episode 13 it was freaking good because it's all Mister Mixel Pitlick and Kara going back in time to a bunch of different moments and uh, trying to figure out if uh, she could she could make the world right with uh, Lena Luther and it's great. It was a super good episode. Episode fourteen was uh, the bodyguard and basically uh, in, involves uh, Kara being a, a bodyguard for uh, for Andrea for the Obsidian Lady. Um, and it's all about the Obsidian platform launch. They're really dealing with this uh, VR thing, but of course, there's whatever's going on with Leviathan, uh, and then there's uh, new aliens called Chlorophyllians, and uh, it, it all comes down to uh, to uh, 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 one person dealing with uh, with the loss of another person, and uh, they also deal with uh, virtual reality addiction, and uh, rescuing workers. And um, it was good. It was it was a, a decent. I, I want to say filler episode. Episode fifteen was called "Reality Bites," uh, and this was a, I thought it was a really good episode because Nia Neal uh, is basically dealing with a, a transphobic villain, and uh, her roommate getting getting attacked, and um, then her her trying to take care of her people, uh, and at the same time you've got uh, Alex and John working on a, a case for a man trapped in a virtual reality, which is all. Leading to, to future stuff. But uh, I thought the way they dealt with the, the transphobia was really, really good. And uh, the other stuff going on with the virtual reality, I enjoyed. Especially uh, the trap and people not being able to get out. And the, the what's going on in the system for Obsidian uh, that does lead nicely into episode 16, which is Alex in Wonderland. Which uh, is just really great. Because you just you get Kara's sister Alex in VR as Supergirl and uh and i really don't need to say much more than that it's just it's just lovely but it does deal with whatever's going on with leviathan and obsidian and of course lex Luthor, who is a big asshat. but uh supergirl, supergirl was fun so batwoman same thing episodes 13 14 uh, 15 and 16 um you know batwoman is just such a great show where me and heather are really enjoying it episode 13 is uh, called drink drink me and has to do uh with with some different stuff uh there's a vampire named nocturna and that's that's uh, the big threat that uh batwoman has to deal with and uh yeah it's 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 pretty interesting and uh luke is involved and then of course alice uh is figuring out you know wants to find mouse and um uh, and yeah it was it was a it was an interesting episode episode 14 of course well episode 13 so nocturna right the the vampire it's a, a villain of the week and that's that's sort of what we get in episode 14 grinning from ear to ear the the villain of the week yeah, it has to deal with plastic surgery and uh it is is somebody who is literally taking Uh, social media influencers and carving their faces up into to a big smile gave me some definite joker vibes but it has nothing to do with uh joker but really the entire point of this is just to get to a plastic surgeon which is connected to alice and kate kane's background uh which gets into episode 15 off with their head which gives you lots of flashbacks for when for uh their mom Gabby Kane and the the necklaces that they wear and for Beth who is Alice uh, and then the Queen of Hearts which is connected to the caterpillar and to mouse um and then it, it, it ends darkly. It it goes down and uh there's there's fear toxin which is connected to definitely it's connected to the scarecrow which i thought was a nice touch there they do connect little things in the show to stuff from the batman you know mythos but they let they let batwoman be a show on her own but uh it, it's good and then episode 16 through the looking glass uh has to deal with the consequences from episode 15 and does have have the sisters cat and uh beth working together in a way uh, all has to do with uh, finding Mouse at Arkham Asylum, and then things go down in Arkham Asylum. And at the same time, you've got you've got a uh, uh, Jacob Fox, who is Lucius Fox's son, uh, figuring out you know what's going on with uh, with the the killer of his father. Uh, and and there's 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 this weird cover up that's going on. I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, it it was, it was really good and and it all ends on a cliffhanger which makes you want to keep going and we shall see when we'll get the next episode of batwoman for black lightning the two episodes that i saw uh, episodes 15 and 16 which were the final two episodes of season three and this is uh, you know everything going down with the the lockdown of freewood and uh, the markovian invasion and and now things things go down this is the book of war chapter two freedom ain't free and the book of war chapter three liberation and gravedigger the uh the weird character they found when they went to marcovia when they took the award of them he's there and he's he's causing problems and you have all the all the characters lala and the chief and and uh, tobias and lady eve and Dr. Blair and Dr. Jace and everybody. It just it's all it's all going down. And there's a there's a Shadow Board, uh, an Agent Odell and the Agent Odell's agents for the ASA. And uh it it gets wild. It's definitely a big fight and there's some revelations for Gravedigger and uh some some family connections and uh lots of fights and Jennifer and Anissa and and uh lynn and of course jefferson all all fighting because they want to they want to keep safe free lynn and uh spoiler come on it's a superhero show so you might be able to figure it out but it it does go down and does get wild and there there's not complete stakes because of course you don't worry about all your big heroes but not everybody in the black lightning is is safe and people die and definitely in episode 16 there was a death that i was not surprised for but gamby's And uh, I thought it was all, all amazing. And then I also liked the stuff for Painkiller that they, they figured out. I thought uh, I thought they did a, a solid job with that. And, uh, yeah, overall, I, I thought it was fun. I thought uh, Season 3 was definitely better than Season 2. I thought Season 2 took a step back. But they brought it back with Season 3. Although, everything went on with Freeland, with the crisis, and now they're only being one Earth. There's a lot of white superheroes just uh, not paying attention to what's going on to some people of color. In Freeling, because it's pretty wild. It's pretty big, pretty crazy. They probably should do something about it, but uh, maybe they'll figure that out in future seasons. For The Flash, the episodes that I saw were episodes 14 and 15. Episode 14 is called Death of the Speed Force. Episode 15 is The Exorcism of Nash Wells. Death of the Speed Force, holy wow. Uh, Really good. You get a new villain called Turtle 2 uh and then uh you wouldn't think maybe ebar and thon would show up but uh surprise surprise there's some interesting stuff there and uh yeah it's pretty crazy with what's going on with the speed force and what that means for speedsters really nice thing in episode 14 is that wally west comes back for a bit and uh really good with his uh mantra and his peace and everything but um Yeah, it it it's a good episode, and I'm I'm curious to see how it's all going to shake out with the exorcism of Nash Wells that has to do with uh with Nash Wells who is uh, the current iteration of Wells and and what's going on with him following Crisis, uh and then you get some more of that going into the brain power, uh and there is a new a new baddie called Sunshine, uh, which is connected to everything going on black hole. Uh, and then Velocity X makes a comeback, and Barry's dealing with what's going on with his powers, with what's going on with the Speed Force, and uh, yeah, and it's good. And there's some good moments for for Flash and Frost, and uh, of course everything that <laughs> entails from the exorcism of Nash Wells, that definitely, uh, definitely uh, was good. And then there's a big cliffhanger for uh, where everything is gonna head from here, with what's going on with the Speed Force and with Barry's. Ad- Attempts to counter potentially losing his powers so all the dcw shows good uh, i would probably put batwoman and supergirl at the top and then probably the flash and then black lightning and then or maybe legends of tomorrow tied with black lightning but yeah i also finished avenue five man this show on hbo i was not expecting to uh to enjoy it as much as i did but enjoy it i did uh, episode six seven eight and nine it is only a nine nine episode uh show and man it it was it was good it was it was incredibly enjoyable uh josh Gad playing a character that you wouldn't expect to read uh read children's stories uh in a time of crisis episode six is called uh was it your ears um it's basically everything's going wrong on this ship people are dying but this one there's a, a weird alarm and they're trying to figure it out and the mysterious beeping leads to some hilarity in episode seven are you a spider map uh there's a, a poop cloud that people think they might see the face of pope john paul ii and <laughs> there's a, a trillionaire that uh that threatens judd who is the the billionaire trillionaire who owns owns the ship that's everything's going to hell on um, and then, uh, there's also people back on earth that are trying to figure out things. Episode eight is called, this is physically hurting me. Um, and, and leads to, uh, Captain Ryan having some issues and then, uh, just really hilarious stuff with him because he's British, but he's faking an American accent. And then, uh, <laughs> some other reveals of things that he's hiding. Uh, and, uh, and the end of it is just like, holy, Wow with with people thinking that maybe they're not on a ship in space maybe they're on earth and it does not go well and uh episode nine is eight arms but no hands uh and has to deal with uh, basically the the cruise coordinator matt uh having some issues from what goes down in episode eight and them all searching for him. Uh, but they do have a plan to to maybe uh, take their uh, rescue from uh, from two years down to six months. But that of course things never go right. They just they just punish the hell out of these people. And then of course there's a, a spaceship that's supposed to come and rescue Judd. And that of course goes really interesting. Uh, and and in the end you're just like these poor people. And this show is gonna get a uh, uh, another another season now to just to punish these poor passengers on this on this luxury space liner where everything can and will goes wrong. Uh, it's set in the future. Uh, most of the stuff does happen on space. Like the name of the ship is the Avenue Five. It is owned by by uh, Herman Judd, who is a billionaire owner. Uh, and the the cast is is crazy, uh, and it's it's just really wonky and wild. And I highly recommend watching Avenue Five if you if you get the Hibbo. It's really, really good. Uh, Did catch up on two episodes of The Clone Wars. I'm totally caught up on that. Uh, Episode 5, Gone with the Trace. And Episode 6, Deal No Deal. So this is the new arc uh, They did the Bad Batch stuff. And now this is uh, Ahsoka apparently sometime after, you know, deciding to leave the Jedi Order on uh, the lower levels of Coruscant on 1313. Uh, gone with the trace it's a i like puns but that's a really bad pun because one of the characters named is trace martez she also has a sister named rafa and this is a ahsoka meeting her and befriending her and then some hijinks witch (laughs) roids and uh it's, it's 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 it feels like a regular clone wars episode nothing crazy special uh but then in episode six you know i thought ahsoka would be moving on but she's still there with the martez sisters and, uh, this one was really interesting, because you get to see Kessel, and, uh, Kessel both does and does not look like what you remember from the solo episode, which I thought was really good, the Pike Crime Syndicate on Obadiah, uh, which is interesting to see them return, uh, and then space stuff, and, and spice running, and, and it ends on a cliffhanger, (laughs) which is what I'll say, but, uh, uh, episode 6 was actually a lot better than episode 5. I really, really enjoyed it. I liked the dynamics, and I liked, I liked the way they uh, animated. the, Especially uh, Rafa Martez, Trace's sister. Sometimes when she rolls her eyes, you just feel it. You're like, man, there's, there's some serious emotion going on with this character. But uh, it's a four-episode arc, so we'll see where it goes. There's uh, two more episodes, Dangerous Dead and Together Again. And hopefully they keep it going and keep being girl good westworld is back oh season three of westworld man i i love this show uh, and the two episodes so far have been great episode one parse domine and episode two the Winter line uh so episode one basically you're you're following dolores and she's in the real world and that cannot be good for humanity and there's several times where you see her in action where you're like this is definitely not good do we know what's going on absolutely not but uh you do know that uh she's, she's trying to figure out uh different different stuff there's a guy named liam who's a co-founder of insight uh and then there's his head of security um and then there's caleb who's another character who's a former soldier trying to to figure out his life as maybe a construction worker with droids or with robots or also maybe with a petty criminal uh, and then you do see Bernard, Bernard out doing his own thing, uh, and then and then Mave shows up at the end, and maybe there's a World War II theme park with Nazis, uh, which is a spoiler, sorry, but it's good. And then episode two deals exactly with that. You get Bernard returning to Westworld, uh, and and a surprise person from season one returning, uh, and then what's going on with Mave in Warworld and uh the possibility that uh, spoilers i guess but that maybe game of thrones is a west world style world oh, I thought that was really cool uh and then virtual reality and 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 craziness and amazingness and uh it's lovely and we still know absolutely nothing but it's really really freaking good <laughs> so from the uh from the television stuff i legends of tomorrow is always fun but definitely supergirl batwoman the flash avenue 5 clone wars rest world there there's so much good stuff i also got to see all of altered carbon season 2 on netflix and man anthony mackie is is delightful and wonderful in uh in altered carbon i will say that season 2 of altered carbon not as good as uh the first season but i think that's because just it was it was so wild and had, had so many good things but but it, it it really was a good show. I think they concentrate a lot more on uh what's going on with the with the main character, but it it just it it's it's really freaking good. I liked uh I liked everything that went down with it. I I really thought they uh they did a good job. Keeping this show going, it's incredibly good. This is 30 years after everything that went down with the Bancroft case, uh, and you get you get all the stuff. You still get the meths who are the people that live forever, that are way too rich for their own good. Uh, Quellcrest Falconer is back. Uh, Takeshi Kovacs is definitely good. Uh, you get Poe, the the AI, who from season one, and just and overall, it's just really really freaking incredible and enjoyable and, and characters characters have through lines for everything that's going on and uh then there's a an, an, another big threat that you may not be expecting but uh that really really overall was was freaking uh was freaking enjoyable with the the entire idea with the stacks and being able to move your consciousness in into new bodies. It's, it's incredibly good and uh if you're looking for something to watch here in in quarantine definitely altered carbon season two is uh is worth a watch i also watched the entirety of season one of hunters which is on amazon prime uh al pacino and others fat and nazis and uh you know i i really enjoyed the show up until the very last episode where uh where something happens and i was like yeah okay uh but you know it it's a it's a fun show the the craziness of it is you know it, it is a fictional show but it is based on the reality that yes america did bring nazis to help our our space program after world war ii because they didn't want the russians to get the nazi brilliant scientists so uh so they came here now in this fictional show the entire premise is is that the Nazis that are brought are trying to bring about a fourth Reich in the United States, uh, but um, but they do they do tell some true stuff like Operation Paperclip, and uh, it, it's it's pretty interesting. Al Pacino is Meyer Offerman, uh, and then there's uh, you know Jonah uh, Heidelman, who is uh, played by Logan Lerman, um, who's, who's early in the show his grandmother dies and that's how he gets connected here. But there's uh a nun and uh, two Holocaust survivors, the Markowitzes, uh, and and a, a Jewish star of television and movies, uh, an Asian uh, Vietnam veteran, and then Roxy Jones, who's a, has her hair is all natural, and she's a bad sister, and uh, and then there's there's all all Zen Nazis, and uh, it's a it's a it's a wild show, and it's not not a comedy it uh it has some funny moments but uh it definitely gets uh serious and uh there's some flashbacks that go back to the holocaust I i i don't know how people who would be who have jewish ancestry with the uh, connections to the holocaust would feel about this show but uh i do know that it was enjoyable it was written well and uh and it does leave it open for a for a second season if they if they're gonna go back there but uh it's uh all in all, it's pretty good, and the best title for any of the episodes is "Shalom, motherfucker." <laughs> so, I think uh, I think the show is worth it. There are a lot of good talent actors playing characters in it, and uh, my favorite thing is that Carol Kane is is back as uh, Mindy Markowitz. And uh, yeah, it's it's sad and it's tragic and sometimes funny, and and based on some truth, and uh, and worth a watch. So take that for what you will, but, uh, lots of good television to, to be, to be, uh, watching and, uh, and spending up your time. So there you go. That's everything I got to talk for this episode. Hopefully it's, uh, some good, enjoyable stuff for your ear holes while you're stuck at home. I hope everybody's being safe. Wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Uh, the website of course, anchor.fm slash laugh it up fuzzball. Go on the laugh it up fuzzballs, Facebook group, uh, at Wookie riot on Twitter and Instagram, laugh it up fuzzball podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send me an email, if you're bored and you just want to talk, send me an email. It comes right to my phone. I'll definitely respond. Uh, or if you have any ideas of future stuff for the podcast, you let me know. uh, and uh that's that's about it thanks for being classy thanks for stopping by thanks for being you i wish you all the best all the health and hopefully all this craziness is over soon and uh, until the next time i'll see you later ttfn wookie out